Hey Outlaws, welcome to episode 91. Um, I want to just start by acknowledging um, the fact that today's guest contacted me after recording to say that she had um, a little bit of reflection upon recording and realized that the way she talked about a topic in today's episode, which was is going to be spoon theory, um, she wanted to kind of add a little bit of a, a kind of a disclaimer, um, something to let you guys know that this reflection had led her to feel that she was potentially appropriating language. So I just want to read what she wrote. Um, Neen said, the way I talked about spoon theory and managing our mental energy is really appropriating language or concepts used by the chronic illness community. And that's not okay. Um, I was wondering if it's possible to add a blurb to the show notes when the pod comes out stating that I did that. And I want to acknowledge the mistake of doing so. I also want listeners to understand the intent of the original concept and the harm I may have caused by appropriating it. Um, first of all, I just, I want to say the fact that, you know, I think, as a perfectionist over here myself, um, and someone who is incredibly afraid of getting things wrong or making mistakes, I feel like there's a lot of times when I don't say things or use certain um, examples or I kind of hold back um, or kind of constantly self-audit because I'm afraid of getting something wrong or saying something that could be interpreted in the wrong way. This is something that really holds me back in business. And it has also held me back podcasting as well. There's many times where I've panicked and thought, shit, have I said something that is going to be interpreted in the wrong way? And whilst I know that we can have the best of intentions and hopefully people really know our intentions. We live in a world where it's not always received in the way that we intend it to be received. So firstly, I just want to say thank you, Neens, for contacting me afterwards, for taking the time to do this, because I really appreciate it. I really think it shows um, the kind of guests that we have on the show. I think it shows who you are. And I really appreciate you taking the time to reach out um, and to, you know, just add this to the episode. So we're going to get into the actual recording of today's episode. We're going to head straight into an intro from here, but I just wanted to start by letting you all know that um, and just sharing what Needs had said so that you can kind of head into today's episode with that in mind. So without further ado, let's get into episode 91. This week we have a guest and we are joined by Nina Hannah Nimmo, also known as Neens. And that's how I'm going to be referring to her throughout this episode. So Neen's pronouns are she, her. She's also one of my pen pals. So she is part of Small Biz Snail Mail, which is my online and offline business pen paling community. We will link to that in the show notes in case you want to learn more. We've been doing this for most of 2022 and um, it's a beautiful community of business owners with different backgrounds all across the world, different industries, different niches, and we're coming together to pen pal with each other. Um, it's basically the connect. The main connection is that we have businesses and that we probably hate social media <laughs> or at least hate algorithms and want to connect and have a community without the pressure of creating something online that feels like we're shouting out into the abyss, that feels like we could spend hours creating something amazing and not even knowing if it reaches the right people. And that's one of the beautiful things about Small Biz Snail Mail is you spend some time, you know, each month creating something for one particular person and you post it. And, you know, as long as the post is not completely shit, it's going to arrive and that person is going to receive it. That person is like creating a piece of content for one specific person. And at the same time, we're building those connections. And one of the reasons why I created that community is because I have very much a love-hate relationship specifically with Instagram, as you all know. Um, and I don't want to spend so much time creating content and creating new content, especially that I have sometimes feels like I have no control over. And I like being creative. I love creating my pen pal letters. Um, and you probably, if you've been following me on Instagram, you've seen me sharing them there or my email list. Um, and yeah, it's just, you know, it's a beautiful community. It continues to grow, which I absolutely love. And you can join us at any time. Um, you can find us over on Patreon. So if you go to my website and click on the Patreon button at the top of the screen, you will be able to 
find small biz snail mail and all the information over there we do have an online group but you know it's very quiet because (laughs) the point is that we're offline and we're connecting offline as well so yeah feel free to come and find out more about small biz snail mail and learn more and get in touch with us so we are joined today by Neens, as I said, who is a self-proclaimed personal growth junkie turned mindfulness coach who's made it her mission to help overthinkers and perfectionists, my hand is raised, learn how to achieve their goals and navigate life without being, while being, sorry, less of a dick to themselves. I definitely need that too. (laughs) I definitely need to be less of a dick to myself. Um, And I'm sure some of you are also nodding along thinking, yep, I I could do with that too. So that's beautiful because that is what Neens and I are going to get into today. Um, We're going to be talking about breaking up with the rules and moving away from perfectionism, managing your mental energy, and also navigating setbacks and managing your mind. And we do, you know, go off on some tangents as well, as I always do, but it's a beautiful conversation. And it's really, really needed right now um, during this season, as we've been discussing throughout the whole season so far, during this season of kind of finishing strong, this, this busy season that can really take us away from what we need. And I have been spending so much time really checking in with myself, being really curious, spending a lot of time with my journal, a lot of time being cozy. Um, These are things that I absolutely love and absolutely need. And so today when I sat down with these, I grabbed a heartwarming cup of coffee, lit my midnight pumpkin candle, and we got into all of this goodness. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I enjoyed chatting with these, as much as I enjoyed recording and learning from her as well. As always, you can find all the links over in the show notes. And if you need a transcript whilst listening to the episode, you can find that over there as well at melanienights.com forward slash podcasts. So let's get into today's episode. You're listening to Entrepreneurial Outlaws, a podcast for creatives, introverts, empaths, and spiritual folks. Each week, we'll sit down and have the honest, transparent, and sometimes messy conversations about what it takes to build and grow a successful and fulfilling soul-aligned business on your own terms. Here on Entrepreneurial Outlaws, we advocate for building a business that serves your lifestyle, inspiring you to rewrite the usual business rules and take action through creativity and self-inquiry. We'll encourage and gently challenge you to dig deeper into what makes you and your business unique. And I'm your host, Melanie Knights, a fat positive artist, self-published author, and advocate for breaking the rules. I'm here to help you divulge from hustle culture, unpack the bro marketing strategies and bust those entrepreneurial myths that lead us to overthink our business decisions and continue playing small. Together, we are paving the way for new normal in online business. So are you ready to break the rules and become an entrepreneurial outlaw? Let's do this. Neens, welcome to Entrepreneurial Outlaws. I'm really excited to chat with you today. Hey, Melanie. Thanks for having me. I'm super stoked to to chat today too. Yeah, so we've been connected online for a while, but we've also been able to pen pal with each other, which has been really, really fun. And I just recently got a letter from you. Um, So we've been kind of connecting both online and offline, but it's really fun to sit down and actually chat with you for a while today because we haven't done this before. Nice, exactly. Yes, I'm I'm really looking forward to getting into some conversations around perfectionism and probably burnout as well, <laughs> because <laughs> the theme for this season of Entrepreneurial Outlaws is entrepreneurial burnout, because this is the season of finishing strong. We see a lot of conversations about how we can, we still have time, we can keep going. And life also just generally gets very busy at this time of year and we so often neglect what we actually need and so I want to just start by taking a moment to kind of check in with you and asking you 
what does your soul need during this season? I think my answer will fit in perfectly with the the theme because it is slowing down. I think I'm finally in a place of listening to to I think what my you know my body but also just that that inner knowing is telling me and it is to not just keep chucking things on top of my my plate or throwing more plates in the air that I'll I'll try and you know catch your balls that I'll try and juggle um and I think it's been a long time coming to be fair because I'm one of those people that likes doing all the things and I like you know being across of it I love the lists and the planners and all the things but and doing less or slowing down or even you know resting hasn't always come easy for me um but I think based on where I'm at from a business and personal point of view, I'm actually in a place where I want to slow down. I want to make time to just be present instead of just doing all the things. I feel that so much. (laughs) And I know that's something that we kind of touched on in our recent pen pals. And I feel that so much too because at the time of recording this I've been I've been keep like this conversation with myself and I've had a few conversations with people close to me that I feel like my time just hasn't belonged to me for a, a good few months and I know that's not necessarily true but because time is time but I have felt like so many of the important things to me haven't been I haven't been spending time on them, the things I really want to be doing. Um, And it's felt like such a fast pace or faster than perhaps I was used to earlier in the year. Um, And so I totally feel you with that one. Like I want to be slowing down and, and I don't know what that necessarily looks like or means, but definitely tapping into that because so often I don't give myself grace. And I think that segues really nicely into something we're going to be talking about today as well um because I think everybody everybody listening has either dealt with or is dealing with some perfectionism so I know that today we're going to be exploring the work that you do with your clients and I'm really really excited because this is something we haven't really got into in depth on the show and many of the outlaws listening identify as empaths creatives and highly sensitive folks I am one of those people as well and one of the things that absolutely burns me the fuck out is when I become hyper fixated on the details and that sneaky bitch perfection rears her head it drains my energy really quickly and often makes me feel like very irrational um and I know you have lots of thoughts about (laughs) perfectionism so can you just tell us more how much time do we have (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, as long or, as you or, want I've got a cup of coffee I'm good <laughs> well I mean that was that was you know a little bit tongue-in-cheek I guess but I do have a lot to say about um, perfectionism and I think a little bit maybe a bit more context because I always like adding context and nuance to things because there's never like if there's one other thing aside from perfectionism that can fuck me off, it's generalizations. But um, and you know, <laughs> pretending there's like one thing that'll that'll solve people's problem in whatever area of life. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, with you've already sort of said that it you know it can drain us like literally suck. <laughs> suck the life, suck the creativity out of you because you're trying to turn turn it into something or try, you know, whatever you're, you're working on, whether that, you know, is, is art or business things or crafting, you know, content, things like that. It's, it's like this weird need that, you, you know, it has to be this amazing, magical thing that you have the vision of in your head. And that is, by the way, <laughs> Having this idea of perfection is there's nothing wrong with that inherently, right? Because it means that you you want to 
do something awesome, it means that you care about what you do, right? So I think in a weird, twisted way, it's it kind of comes from a good place, but it's when it stops us from either starting or ever really going because we just think we have to wait or we think it has to look this very specific way that we have to do something. And that's sort of, I guess there's like, we use it as this umbrella term, right? It's like perfectionism. And I actually think we all have slightly different understandings or, or meanings that we give it and and it shows up for us in different ways as well depending on you know who we are where we where we're at in life there's that there's that nuance in that context <laughs> um <laughs> but one way I sort of I guess I like to explain or I, I use it with um you know when I try and write content or even talk to talk to my clients about it is that it, it shows up in the rules that we create for ourselves Mm. or the rules that we adopt and kind of almost, you know, adopt as our own or internalize because of what we see online, what we see other people doing, or even have been taught by, you know, business coaches and the like, that there is this this particular way that you have to launch. And then those things become rules that you think you have to implement. And, you know, this like the, the, the rule and I think with a lot of maybe what we'll talk about today or even what I work on with my clients, by the way, I still navigate a lot of that stuff too, right? None of us are sort of immune to, to these thoughts and, and things in our heads. It just me, you know, I sort of like to say I can recognize them a little bit faster um, these days, but I certainly have you know, had and still have rules and, and ideas and, and expectations of myself that, you know, if I was another person, I'd probably be like, um, means that's, that's perfectionism showing up. Why are you doing, you know, that's a rule over there that you don't really, why are you following that? Um, and I think a big one for a lot of us is that our business has to look a certain way or it has to, you know, success can only be, you know, 10k months quitting your day job or whatever else it looks like it's like there's these certain you know pretty images of what it can look like and certainly does for a lot of people like no shape to them but a lot of us can take that and like internalize it such that it then actually influences everything else we try and do and not necessarily in a helpful way. Well, as you may or may not know, I absolutely agree. I mean, we've talked about this on the show so many times, my experience with business coaching in particular, and the way those rules have then kind of shown up for me and seeped into so many different areas of my business. And I mean, essentially, that's why we're here having this conversation on Entrepreneur Outlaws, because that was kind of the inspiration for this show was me realizing that I didn't want to do business like everybody else. And my business looked different. And my vision was different and my needs were different. And at the time in 20, what was the end of 2019 and early 2020, when I felt that way, and I mean, I still feel that way, but I felt very alone at that time (laughs) in those feelings. I felt like I was kind of an outsider. I felt like nobody's having these conversations. I'm not seeing other people talking about, you know, that business doesn't have to be a six figure Hmm. launch or a sellout launch, or, you know, like you were saying, I mean, Context is hugely important, especially in online business, because there's so many smoke and mirrors. So many people are, you know, manipulating half truths <laughs> to on sales pages and to market and sell their businesses. And I think that can feel that can build up the the belief that business has to look a certain way, mm. and then we just, or at least for me, I just consistently felt less than, I consistently felt like I was missing something. And from my experience, so many people who I've seen also feeling this way, the result is often that you just think you're not cut out for it. You think that you're not cut out for having a business, whether it's a side hustle or a full-time business, because you can't seem to catch a break. And it's not to say that if you suddenly go fuck all the rules, it's going to be really easy because it's still definitely not. Oh, no. Even 
doing that brings its own, you know, set of issues and business is just generally hard. That's why a lot of people don't have businesses because running a business is tough. Um, and the perception that running a business is easy or that it's going to suddenly create this like a crazy amount of income and you're just going to be staying on a beach sipping a Mai Tai. Like that could be somebody's goal. That's not my goal. That's not my vision. I have no desire to be doing that. I'm not turning down 5K months, 10K months, six figures. I'm not turning down any of those things. But, you know, success can be unconditional. Mm. And I recently recorded and aired an episode about like how I measure my success was, because for me, I was it's say, I so difficult to it today, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so yeah, true. But it's, it's so hard. It's so hard, and but at the same time, there's so many different ways that you can measure. You know, or even I think there's you know there's probably even part in where uh, the fact that we think we have to measure, maybe not everything but even something like you know Mm. success in quotation marks it's you know for and at at some point maybe you know yes we do you know measuring is is a good thing I'm a very logical analytical thinker so measuring things is kind of you know I usually tend to think that's a good thing but then with my sort of more coach hat on at the same time though you know at some point in time if you notice that and it's certainly something for I've done for myself is when I've noticed, oh, I've, you know, set these goals and then fell short and, um, you know, or thought my business had to be successful w- within X number of months or years, right? And then obviously didn't achieve that. So that made me feel a bit shit about what I was doing and questioning what I was doing. I, I actually started to also challenge my own thinking in terms of, you know, do I actually need to measure things like income or things like number of you know clients or even god forbid number of followers and you know all the vanity metrics online but actually you know what it's even getting into inquiring what what purpose are some of those metrics or what we're trying to claim as success what's that even serving for us and is there something else about you know pursuing some of it just because it's freaking fun, because it lights us up, because we're passionate about it. You know, does it have to have some arbitrary or maybe not so arbitrary, but a a made-up way of success? Or can we also just do it because we like doing it? And I think that's so important because when we think about those metrics, whether we're looking at, you know, vanity metrics, you know, numbers and followers, yes, it's data. And data, of course, can support us. You know, that analytical part of our brain wants that data. But at the same time, I think feelings and how we feel is plays a massive part. And mm-hmm. I know that for the longest time, my feelings apparently did not matter. <laughs> it was completely <laughs> irrelevant. And that was pretty much how I was taught to run business. And so the constant focus was how much money do you want to make? Know your numbers. And I guess there can be some beauty in that, you know, paying attention to what's going on. But at the end of the day, if I write down, I want to make a hundred thousand pounds, like what's going to what's going to be the process? Because the journey Mm -hmm. is the only thing that's going to get me there. I'm not just going to wake up tomorrow and have that money. So it's like enjoying all those pieces along the way and understanding why is that important to me and what is that going to allow for me to do? And I think that's why for me personally, I can't, like I pay attention to obviously money and there's certain financial goals I may have, but that's not what drives me. I think that's the important thing. Mm -hmm. And you know, I've been very transparent here as well about how I have a freelancing role that pays my bills. My business still gets to be something, you know, essentially a side hustle. My business gets to be this thing that I get to really nurture because for it to be quote successful in the position where I'm able to quit freelancing and take this full time, I need to feel confident and safe. And I think safety in our businesses is not discussed enough and like the state of the economies and like everything right now that's so important to have that conversation because 
I have this conversation with friends, but that's why we're here to have these conversations publicly. So anyone listening thinking, you know, everything is more expensive than it was two months ago. Everything. My business is not matching that. Some business coach coming along and telling you you just need to sit on your butt and like manifest it. That's not actually (laughs) going to get you anywhere. No. (laughs) Like, again, coming back to, okay, what do I practically need to do? How do I feel? Like having those conversations with ourselves is so important. Yep. 100%. So I know that as entrepreneurs, there are so many things for us to think about because, well, I mean, just half the things I just listed, (laughs) you know, running a business in itself has so many different, um, so many different avenues. There's so many different tasks and different roles that we play as business owners. And then that's just, you know, one part of who we are. But oftentimes we overthink those things (laughs) and overthinkers also listening will agree that mental energy is so easily drained by all of these things that we have to think about. And I always say that overthinking is a feminist issue because I'm, I'm, I'm stunned. I mean, I do it myself, but as you were saying earlier, I'll look, I'll be talking to a friend or a peer and I'm like, why, why are we overthinking this? <laughs> like, <laughs> it makes sense. Like this, this makes absolutely sense for you. Um, so it's always, it's always interesting to see that because I know that I overthink a lot of my business and decisions. And I'm really curious to know, um, how we can manage our mental energy. And is it even possible to kind of stabilize that imbalance between overthinking and, you know, not draining our mental energy at the same time? That is a great question. And I think to a certain degree, depending on, I think... We can, we can definitely get more mindful with how we manage our mental energy. I think I always, I never like the term balance or imbalance because that kind of implies that there is one particular way of how things have to be, and I don't necessarily agree with that. But I do believe that we can manage our mental energy a lot better. I often, I think, I, I can swear on this podcast, right? I think I can. Um, <laughs> but I often, like, with with on, um, my clients and or just when I explain, even when I explain stuff like this to friends, I, I, I call it managing our fucks, right? How many fucks do we, do we have to give? And I like to dial it back because most of us, aren't just entrepreneurs and business owners, right? We're partners, maybe we're parents of human children or, you know, fur babies, as the as the case for me. Um, maybe we're also still employees or contract, you know, working for other people and so many other things, you know, people, teammates in the sport or whatever other identities sort of we hold. But the point being that there's a lot to us as the human and a lot of sort of identities and roles intersect, right? They, they all, all of them together make us who we are. And I think it's really important to look at sort of managing our mental energy or managing our fucks within that context, right? Because trying to do it and just managing energy when it comes to business, does it, that's, that's like a, almost you can't just say that because, everything else that you've got going on in the day will impact how you might manage your energy when it comes to your business, right? If you've got to, you know, got a fur baby that's throwing up or, you know, or a human baby, you've got to make sure you take to school or whatever else is going on, it always will kind of impact and bounce off each other. And so a concept that I've used with clients before is I actually sort of, I guess, somewhat adapted, I guess you could say, um, this concept called spoon theory. I'm not sure if you've heard of that. We we can kind of go into it a little bit because um, it was a concept developed by Christine Messerandino. I hope I pronounced her name um, correctly. She's a writer and speaker who's got a chronic illness 
and she came up sort of with this concept to explain what living with a chronic illness is like to someone who doesn't live with a chronic illness. And I think they were sitting at a table and happened to have lots of spoons around. And it was basically explaining that each activity or everything that you do throughout the day takes up a spoon for, and maybe for someone who's, I guess, normal in quotation marks, you know, getting up in the morning, getting up out of bed is one spoon, going in the, having a shower is another spoon, getting dressed is another spoon. Whereas for someone with a chronic illness, it might take three spoons just to get out of bed. And it sort of helped to explain to her friend that if you have this, you know, you have a limited number of spoons for the entire day. So it actually, you know, A, it becomes quite hard to do all the the things that you might have to do throughout a day because it takes different kinds of energy from you. But also over time, you can sort of, you, you start to figure out, actually, this is going to take me this much energy. So maybe I won't do these other things because that I'll be too physically exhausted. And by the way, the concept is way better explained on a website and I can share the link with you if you want to put it in the show notes because it's really well explained and I've probably just butchered it. Um, but I've what I've done to, to help sort of clients work through this or to, to just help explain this is I, I've basically I've sort of taken that concept and then, you know, put the, put the potty mouth over it and basically called it instead of spoons, we're managing fucks. And the premise basically just is that it's about imagining what you've got on for your day or the week and just being more mindful and deliberate about what and who you want to give a fuck about. And, you know, for example, if you have a limited number of fucks to give because you've got a full-time job and you've got a family to take care of and you're trying to do this thing on the side – you know, do you really want to spend all your time pouring into Instagram, trying to get on the good side of the algorithm? Or are there, is there this one client that you're already working with who actually maybe if you, you know, really work with them, help them on their journey, that may, you know, is that going to be worth more fucks in your kind of from a mental energy point of view? Because that could, you know, have other ripple effects if that makes sense yeah I mean I think with um especially for coaching well I mean in any any industry and any kind of niche within that industry word of mouth is so important Mm. and in particular you know when we're talking about you know social media and marketing and kind of growing our businesses we have to consider, as you said, the fucks that we have to give, the energy that we have to give yeah. to each layer of our marketing. Um, how much time, you know, where are we actually getting joy from those pieces of yeah. marketing or where is where are we getting the most joy creati- creatively? Because oftentimes, as humans, at least in my experience, we will we'll maybe have two or three things that we're doing, right? Let's say email, Instagram, and like one other. Mm-hmm. And let's say one of these is really easy. We almost don't even notice it because it's so easy. Yeah. And then we're trying to spend so much time and energy on the thing that seems to not be working or the thing that seems to drain our time because we're like, no, because I haven't fixed this yet. Like we mm-hmm. want to try and fix it. <laughs> Instead of going, hang on a second, this is taking too many fucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this doesn't take any. How could I make this one work even better for me? You know, how could I take, you know, if I didn't do this, what could I have time to do over here? What could I try out? What could I test? And I, I think that's so powerful because there are, you know, I always say that our businesses and our ourselves, they don't work in isolation. Like, yeah if you're running a business yourself, you, you, you are a huge part of that, whether you're a coach or, or even a product, um, 
product-based business, it doesn't matter. Like you still are involved somewhere along the way. And for a lot of people listening and for most of us, it's usually just us and maybe a very small team, maybe one other person. And there's still going to be things in our businesses that only we can do. And it's, again, you know, deciding, like we were talking about earlier, like what does that look like for us as individuals? What's important? What does success look like? And it's okay that it changes and we can check in with it on a frequent basis because we're not the same. I'm not the same person I was a year ago, two years ago. And so it's okay that those things evolve as well. And like how many fucks I have to give on any given <laughs> any yeah. given day, week or month could also change. Yeah. Um, because life changes. Yeah. And we change and grow yeah, think, and evolve. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So we've kind of touched on perfection and we've touched on energy and, and the fucks that we have to give. And I know that in kind of both of these areas, when we're talking about this, one of the things that I've been exploring more recently within my own work is our relationship with failure (laughs) and how failure and quitting has been presented to us. And then how this can keep us from actually doing the things we really want to do. Right. So Mm -hmm. these challenges are just part of entrepreneurship. There is, there are things that happen to most people, it's, there's there's no surprise that so many of us have similar experiences. Part of the problem is that nobody wants to talk about it. So <laughs> I want to talk about it so that we all know we're not alone. But we're not going to get it right all of the time. And I think there is so much beauty when we do talk about what hasn't worked. Because it's all well and good talking, you know, seeing people talk about their six-figure months and their the things that worked for them, but knowing what actually didn't work is so powerful. It also challenges us emotionally. Sometimes we're unable to move past that setback. So what can we do to navigate these setbacks with more compassion and manage those potential triggers in the future? Um, I think a big thing, first, and you see you already touched on it, um, and I think we we talked about it a little bit earlier in the episode too, but I think a big, big thing, and I say this as someone, by the way, who's still working through it in therapy too, is we actually need to accept that feeling, those emotions, you know, when when the failure hits, when, when we're in the middle of that setback and the suck, it's okay to feel all the things. It's part of the human experience and it isn't something that we should be avoiding. Um, so I think that that actually is, I think, the first thing that you don't just try and go, oh, shit, something went wrong. Like learning from it and looking at it and reframing it as that learning opportunity, I think is a really, you know, is a really good thing. And I, I definitely agree with that. But I think it is important to also talk about that, you know, it will still suck in the moment of, you know, maybe you've just tried to launch something and, you know, had zero signups or, you know, didn't hit whatever goal you set. That still sucks. It will still feel like shit. And that is okay because that is part of that experience. But then once there's some distance or like a buffer after that, I think reframing it as that learning opportunity is a good next step because so often we can get into kind of the spiral of, you know, well, this didn't work and the the thing before that didn't work and it kind of gets into this failure spiral that maybe at the end of it we're like, you know, should I really keep doing this? Should I quit? And I'm not going to say, oh, just think, you know, think more positively or think something different. And that's how you manage your mind through the failures. Cause that's, <laughs> it's not how it works. <laughs> I wish it did. I wish it did. Um, boy, <laughs> oh, I really wish it did sometimes, but, um, it's again, it's actually okay for those thoughts to be there. Right. So it's actually a lot of like, you know, managing 
like navigating setbacks or managing our mind sounds so kind of black and fancy, but a lot of it is actually accepting the things as they're going through your head as that that's okay. There's nothing wrong with those thoughts or there's nothing that you need to do to get rid of them in the moment, but it's about how we then mm. respond to them and kind of move on from that and really leaning into the curiosity as to, you know, what is making us think these things and are they actually mm -hmm. true and are they facts or yeah. are we trying to tell ourselves stories here with, you know, the failure with, you know, are we trying to come up with some kind of explanation in our heads that then, you know, just goes and looks for the, the stuff that it thinks that it's, is true that may not actually be true. Because our, bra our brains are smart little, <laughs> smart little things because a lot of this sort of stuff going on is actually our brain's way of keeping us safe as well, as weird and twisted as that sounds. Um, so... Getting a lot of these thoughts out, I think, is, and I know you're huge on journaling, um, and I'm sure you'll have like a, a journal bank somewhere probably of prompts um, for situations like this. <laughs> but I think I, I have, I have some <laughs> stacked somewhere too. But actually, practicing that kind of inquiry and figuring out why am I thinking these things will then actually lay a bit of a foundation too to then look at it as that learning opportunity that we talked about and figuring out well you know if I keep you know and it could even be that maybe there's a recurring pattern to your thoughts in terms of how you think about you know whatever goal you've set and how you think about failure and then that might start to shine the light on Mel is there are there some tweaks I can make in terms of the expectations I set on myself or the kind of, you know, the the kind of thoughts that I think, because we can, you know, change the thoughts that we think in our head. Uh, this is sounding really meta. <laughs> so important with this is to be curious. I mean, mm -hmm. you touched on, you know, sort of self-inquiry, and I know that's kind of part of my framework is why I, you know, encourage journaling um, in whatever capacity we can and want to do it because it doesn't have to be kind of so dear diary it can be if that's what you want and need my yeah. journal for a while has been very kind of more of like um capturing moments and what I'm doing versus really getting into my feelings but sometimes those feelings just happen to bubble up from me talking about what's going on in my life because again you know that is part of who I am and those experiences and feelings are happening at the same time. And so I think it's so important for us to be curious because when we're curious, we can't be in shame. Like we can't mm. be judging ourselves and also being curious at the same time. Um, and I think, again, you know, nothing, none of this is necessarily easy and it's not like you'll flip a switch and suddenly go, oh, I'm not going to shame myself. I'm just going to be curious. <laughs> But I think keeping that in the back of our minds, yeah. because for the longest time, like I've always been very hard on myself and it took me a really long time. You know, I didn't know I was being really hard on myself until I started a business and that just got worse and worse and worse. And I spiraled for years because for so many reasons. And when I kind of came out of that business coaching bubble and started to realize that people do things differently, not everybody does things the way that I was being taught and that's not the only way of doing things and that it's okay if I don't feel like that's how I want to run my business. And when you start to see those pieces, you can, you know, you, you could of course be like, I had those moments where it's like, how could I be so silly? Why did I fall for those things? Why did I think? But at some point I had to make a decision. Okay. I can't keep making my, like being at enemy with myself like mm. I'm not the enemy there is no enemy I have to just learn from what my experiences have been and so now it's a case of kind of self-auditing being curious and saying yeah. I wonder why I'm feeling this way yeah. <laughs> coming back to what I was saying earlier about 
the last few months feeling like time has not belonged to me. I'm like, why is that happening? What's going on? You know, and I'm kind of looking at different places. And so it's not happening overnight. I'm not sitting down with my journal and like getting to the end of a page and suddenly having all the answers. It's been a process of trying to look at different areas of areas of my day and my week and my time and saying, okay, where is this coming from? Why am I, why am I not being compassionate with myself? Why do I feel like I'm failing here or struggling? And what parts do I have full control over? And could I actually change? Um, but still kind of maintain the things that are important to me, you know, my creativity and, and the joy that I get from running my business. So yeah, I think being able to to be curious is is really, really powerful as business owners. I mean, as humans, but as business owners as well, because there's just so many things coming out on a daily basis <laughs> um, with so much marketing and so many different people telling us what the secrets are. Yeah, and they're contradicting themselves half the time or contradicting each other even. It's like depending on what time of day <laughs> you go on or you look at certain things, it's like you get one messaging and then you go on three hours later and it's like a different thing altogether. And you, like, no wonder we, we're confused, right? Because you just don't, there's so much is like this information overwhelm that it actually also makes it hard for us to then figure out actually what do I need? And I think it's also something we don't necessarily learn to actually ask ourselves Mm. whether in business or just in life full stop and I I see that you know as much as it sucks in a way but I see that in in my clients too they're like you know it's actually what do you need to be able to do you know what do you need is it that you need to you know and I love that that was literally the first question that you asked me is you know (laughs) what, what do you what do you need in this season or even you know asking ourselves that every every day or even every week we just don't it's not something that we think of doing because it's just not part of you know it's always just this external kind of what's the word it's always this external these external goals or external sort of things measurable things and we're coming back to the success part maybe too but we're not going what what do I need or what do I want from this experience and what would you know what would good look like from that point of view versus a more objective measurable thing it actually can be a very subjective thing and that's we just don't like it took me two years of trying to do this business thing to get to a point where I'm like yeah I'm I'm okay with asking myself what I need instead of figuring out how to meet everyone else's needs. And there's a whole bunch of probably people pleasing to, to unpair, which you don't have to get into. Um, that's there as well. But I think a lot of us just don't ask ourselves some of these questions. So I also just love, and I know this is your show anyway, but I just love that, that your, you know, part of what you do is putting questions out there that we can ask ourselves because it's important that we do that. Mm. Yeah. What do you need? Um, became kind of a, a regular part of my journaling practice in 2020 because it was funny. I was on a call with a client, um, at the time and I was doing marketing, I've done a few work and she is, you know, a highly sensitive person. She, um, is an empath very much, you know, run, wants to run her business or just c- cannot run her business any other way other than from a place of feeling. And we were on a call and I could just, I don't know, I just sensed, I was like, whatever I had planned is not going to work. And I just said, what do you need? And I didn't, at the time, I genuinely had no way. I was just like, that just felt like the right question. And she was like, nobody's ever asked me that before. <laughs> And I was really curious because I kind of left that call thinking, okay, this, this clearly was really, really powerful and important. And I kind of just started to look at that from the the point of view, you know, we know we we are often asked, what do you want? What do you Mm. want for your business? How much money do you want to make? Because 
what how much money do you need to make it doesn't fit into this glorified ambitious perception of business which is that it doesn't matter what you need don't be realistic dream big i want everybody to dream as big as they possibly can i want everybody to be as successful as possible but at the same time i want you to be able to pay bills whilst you're doing that i want you to be able to you know live and have the things that you need and i think that's for me that's been part of this journey and it's still something that comes up frequently and it's why i asked you that question in the beginning is because we don't get asked what do we need and it's so important for us to recognize that especially in business and especially as women as well like what do we need because we're often thinking you know you touched on people pleasing we're often thinking about others yeah and others needs and that happens in our businesses as well you know whether whoever we're working with whether we're working one-on-one in group or whatever we're thinking about what they need and that's why I think there's like this rite of passage burnout that happens for so many of us and especially at this time of year because we're not thinking about what we need we're just being told that we still have time we should finish strong we've still got time to achieve all those goals that we haven't achieved yet and that's where that burnout comes from um you know among other places but that's one of the things that can lead to that kind of end of year burnout yeah I've really, really enjoyed today's conversation. I'm I'm so appreciative and grateful for you sharing with us today. Um, we are coming to the end of the episode, but as always, I do have one last question for you. And that is, what does being an entrepreneurial outlaw look and feel like for you during this season of your business? That is such a good question. And I think in line probably with, the theme of sort of some of the things we've talked about, I think it's it's doing things at my pace, which right now, for various reasons, is going to be slow in, you know, what other people might perceive as slow, comfortable maybe even, comfortable. I think, ooh, I, I, I think I'm going to go with going at a comfortable pace. Um, reads like some workout instruction (laughs) Um, but I think that and that looks like and probably also feels like resisting that pressure to have to do Mm. more you know to grow faster or you know the the thoughts resisting the like should I be building this you know big empire of whatever it's actually you know because those thoughts still pop in every so often even though I'm like I want to take this slower I want to go comfortable you know that they're, they're still there at the back of my mind and maybe eventually that that forms part of the vision or the dream but I think right now it's about making this fun as you know cliche as it sounds potentially but at the end of the day if I you know dread logging in and doing this then you know, to a certain degree, what's the point? So it is about making it fun and a joyful experience for, you know, I guess my my clients too, but especially myself, because then that shines through in what I do and, you know, helps me to to keep to keep going when, you know, when the, the shitty thoughts do come in as well. So I think it's just doing it my way. Absolutely. Very outlaw. And (laughs) I love the word comfortable. I like that word a lot. Um, Sometimes when I'm feeling crunchy with the word slow, I try to use comfortable because I'm like, slow sometimes feels just difficult for me to use because I have this like connection with then it means lazy and I don't like that word. So Mm. I'm like, nope, I'm, you know, comfortable. I I just like, I'm like, what's wrong with being comfortable? We've been through some shit those last few years. (laughs) Exactly. And slow, slow, it kind of, it still kind of, it implies there's a pace to it, whereas comfortable could, you know, you could actually, maybe comfortable actually isn't necessarily slow, right? But it still feels comfortable. Mm. So yeah. I like, I actually, I'm going yeah, to use because, that going forward. I've, I'm going to retire the word slow. I'm going to, I'm going to go with comfortable. <laughs> yeah. 
Because I think sometimes we all have those moments where in our businesses and in life we are busier and we don't hate it, right? There can sometimes be some joy from being busy. There can sometimes be joy in, quote, spreading ourselves thin or having too much on our plate. Like sometimes there actually can be some really great, you know, I don't know. We just, we can feel really great about that. Yeah. We're buzzed um, like that. It, you get and, that, you know, it's the, when it makes you buzzy and like excited, but in that positive, like in that, oh my God, I can't wait to do all these things. Yes. When you get that kind of yeah. buzz, then one, I'm totally, totally with you. And I think, but then to me, that would still fit the comfortable kind of description to it. Cause it yeah. still feels right. Right. It's, you've got that inner kind of, this is what's meant to happen, but it's when you kind of keep pushing for it or you keep feeling the pressure that you have to keep doing it and you have to keep doing it and you have to keep doing it that way when actually there's something else kind of pulling you away a little bit and going, "Mm, you really, you need like maybe drop a ball here and drop a ball there. That's when we need to tune in a little bit more. And, and there's that curiosity again um, and sort of dig into that a little bit and that that's definitely been my my recent season yeah and I would I would think that in my experience when we feel when we feel that buzzy feeling when we're really excited about something a everyone else can kind of sense it mm-hmm. like that's that's very palpable even online it's really obvious um interestingly we won't get into this now and I've talked about it before on the show, but when I stopped trying to do the things that I thought I should be doing and started doing the things I actually wanted to do, like this podcast, I was terrified because like, this is not something I'd ever done before. This isn't something people know me for. And it was so well received because to them, it made sense to me. I was scared, but also at the same time, I was so excited Hmm. that you, it was like you couldn't help but be excited about it as well because you knew that if I could be that excited about something, then it's going to be, it's going to be at least interesting. There's going to be something coming through. And I think for me now, that's kind of a big approach to my business hmm. um, is would I want this? Do I want to do this? Yeah. Does this excite me? Am I, am I willing to spend this amount of time working on something? Um, because I'm not willing to spend time working on something and sabotaging other areas of my business or life or giving up certain things if it's not actually going to make me really happy and excited. There's just, I I don't have, I don't have the fucks for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So where can everyone learn more about you and your work and where can everybody connect with you? Um. So when it comes to social media, I'm most active on Instagram and my handles Neens on the mind and I'm sure you'll probably link to it anyway. Um but I think if you start typing in Neens you'll probably start finding me. Um I do also host my own podcast called The Rules Are Made Up. Um which is available wherever <laughs> you're listening to this too. Um and um on that show we talk about the rules or the arbitrary rules and a lot of probably quite a, a bit, a, a big chunk of it is, is um, spent talking about perfectionism too, of course. Um, but we also chat about anything else um, that pops into my brain. Um, and I have the odd guest on there and um, I have a website where obviously you can find out about what I do and um, my coaching services, which is, um, dub, 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 dot level dot me because my company my business name's actually inner level coaching because it's about what's on the inside I love that we will make sure that everything is linked in the show notes and don't forget that you can find a full transcript along with all of the links from today's episode over at melanienights.com forward slash podcast Thank you so much for joining me today, Neens. I'm so excited to put this out into everybody's ears. Thank you for giving your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me.
What a great episode. Thank you so much, Needs, for coming on, sitting down with me and chatting. Um, I know, I, I want to say thank you to all of my guests, especially who, uh, New Zealand, Australia, we've had a number of guests this season over that side of the world. And um, it's really, it can be so tough to find times to sit down and record um, together because eight, nine hours ahead is a lot, seems a lot more difficult than eight or nine hours behind time zones. Um but we did it, we managed it, and I know how buzzy I often feel if I do a late recording. I'm so hyped for the conversation that it's really difficult to wind down. So I really appreciate people giving me their time, especially perhaps time when they wouldn't normally be working. I really appreciate that. I know how much um, how much our energy and time is, is just so important. So thank you for that. Um, and yeah, I... I am really excited because we have a few more episodes left before we round out this season. And as I shared with you just a few weeks ago, um, we will be taking a pause from podcasting um, after this season. And I say a pause because the more and more I think about it, I know that podcasting is still in my future, but I need to take a breather. I need to take some time to figure out what's next for the podcast and what kind of podcast I really want to create, what kind of content I want to record and how I want that to look. I love podcasting. I've said it so many times. Audio, recording audio, even video is really my thing. Um, and it was just, it's kind of strange because as an introvert and somebody who often lacks confidence in certain areas, I'm a chatty person. <laughs> it's not, it's not hard for me to find things to talk about. And I think it makes it that much easier when I know that I have you all sitting, listening, or, you know, wherever you are listening. And also knowing that um, I'm talking about something I'm passionate about. And I think that's the thing. I am still incredibly passionate about business. I'm still incredibly passionate about being a business owner. But the last couple of years, we can't deny, have been incredibly hard. There have been some silver linings. I will I totally acknowledge that. But it has been tough. And I think that difficulty, that struggle has really reflected, you know, where I've been in my business for the last, I guess, probably year. Um, I think 2020 was a bit of a whirlwind. And we'd only just started podcasting towards the end of that year. So, you know, last year particularly was really hard for me on a business and personal level. And I think a lot of that carried on into 2022. My business looks so different to what it did just two years ago when we started podcasting. Of course, my way of business is still very, very similar. I'm still outlawing as much as possible. But at the same time, the type of things I'm doing are very different. And they may not be the same things that you originally came here for. Um, and I know that, you know, that's that's really tough. Again, as somebody who is a people pleaser, that's really tough for me to acknowledge because I, you know, want to continue getting to know you all. I want to continue having these conversations. So even though we will be pausing recording and publishing episodes um, for the foreseeable future, I will still be hanging out online. Um, you can still join our Patreon. Um, so I'm still going to be recording episodes for our Patreon community, the Outlaw Collective. There'll be two episodes per month. Um, and of course, we will also be having conversations over there, deepening our journaling practice, talking business, um, all sorts. And it's such a great community to connect in. We just experienced a new moon solar eclipse in Scorpio. So... Scorpio is known to be very spicy. So if you are um, looking for some additional journal prompts each month, um, looking for kind of that anchor point in your business and support where you can really take that time to check in with yourself. I know it can be so hard because we're so busy, especially this time of year. Um, consider coming over and, and having a look at what we're doing over in Patreon. Um, even though the new moon will, at the time of recording this, will have happened on Tuesday, you can still experience that energy. That energy will still be around, especially being a solar eclipse. Eclipse season has a lot more energy um, with it as well. So yeah, come over, check out. We have our new moon and full moon recordings. Um, I do post about the, the kind of a zodiac season we're in as well, and the energy to expect and kind of the vibe. And I also do oracle readings readings during those new and full moons. Uh, I share those as well. So come over, check us out. You can join us for as, as low as eight pounds a month. Um, that is the minimum pledge. And of course, you will get a thank you note from me, um, a sticker in the post, along with those bonus episodes. And those episodes are all, once you join us, you'll get access to our um, private 
podcasting feed and you'll be able to access all previous episodes as well. So you'll also be able to access all of our previous journal prompts um, and just really get a vibe for what we are doing. Um, So that is it for today's episode. Again, thank you to Needs for coming on the show. Um, Thank you so much to all of you for listening and for being here. Um, And we will continue putting out these episodes over the coming weeks. And I am really looking forward to kind of rounding this out with a big episode as we finish in November. So thank you so much for listening. Until next time, Outlaws. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Entrepreneurial Outlaws. If you see yourself as an entrepreneurial outlaw and enjoyed this episode, would you do me a small favor? It would mean the absolute world to me if you could take a moment to subscribe to the show and leave a rating and review. By leaving a review, you are helping me to grow our outlaw community and together we can show other entrepreneurs that breaking the rules can actually be good for business. Don't forget, you can find the show notes for today's episode along with any of the links that I mentioned on my website at melanienights.com forward slash podcast. And if we're not already virtual besties, you can come and hang out with me on Instagram. I am the one with the country music playing, the lukewarm coffee in my hand, and I'm dishing the dough on how we can make entrepreneurship more inclusive and transparent. Plus, I'll probably send you some fun gifts. So until next time, outlaws. Outlaws.